Green Scene on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more. In the green scene today, using giant starfish to save the kelp, uh, to save the habitat, to save the marine life. But first, carbon capture for storage in the oceans. And we're joined by Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Ruth, good morning. Good morning, Pat. The whole idea of reducing carbon dioxide by, uh, you know, we keep burning, keep producing it. But instead of letting it go into the atmosphere, we do something else with it. Exactly. So this idea has been around for a long time and it, it is compelling, isn't it? The idea that we can just keep going about our business and burning fossil fuels, but just prevent the carbon from going into the atmosphere. And certainly that is happening at some big plants and it's growing in speed. So just last year, there were 61 new plants, that, you know, industrial plants for things like steel making, where there's carbon being captured from the chimneys of those plants. And there's a new project in Europe, actually, where carbon captured in Belgium has been put on boats and taken to the Danish North Sea. And it's actually going to be pumped back into depleted oil wells to, to put it back under in, the in ocean. In what form are they capturing it? You know, when it's coming out of the stacks of the steel mill. Yeah, so, so it's it's come, it can be in different forms depending on the temperature but it is liquid, it is being pumped in these cases and it's going into these wells and that's a challenge of, of course. Uh, um, and again, this is, this is something environmentalists are very conscious of because I mean we're pumping 40 billion tonnes of carbon into the atmosphere and at the moment we're only really sucking thousands of tonnes out with okay, this technology. So it's, it, you, it's small. Yeah, and it uses huge amounts of energy. Now, what happens if you pump all this uh, liquid carbon dioxide into a cavern below the sea and somehow it escapes? Yeah, well, I mean, that is that is a concern as well. I mean, it's the same. We talk about radioactive waste. You know, if there's tectonic movement or an earthquake or something, you know, how secure is all this carbon under the ocean? Um, and, and of course, that's only for these niche industrial processes. But the other thing we're thinking about, could we just suck the carbon out of the air? And this is what we call direct air capture. And it's been a really challenging technology because, of course, even though carbon levels are increasing, it's still only a tiny proportion of our atmosphere, you know, less than 0.05. Uh, so again, very expensive and difficult to do. Um, uh, and again, uses lots of energy. So there is a new plant that was opened in 2021 in Iceland. And I mean, that's just sucking carbon out of the air. But even that, only a few thousand tonnes. Uh, yeah. They can use geothermal energy to do that. So so, so it's not burning coal to do it. But now, The idea of uh, taking the carbon dioxide and mixing it with something else to produce a stable chemical which wouldn't be uh, capable of escaping into the air. Yeah, I mean, one idea we've talked about before is could you put it into things like cement and buildings where it would be locked in, yeah. but still it's expensive to get it out of the air. But but new research this week from scientists in Pennsylvania, they've come up with a new approach which looks a lot more efficient and therefore cheaper. And that's a big issue here because, you know, we don't want to spend all our resources on this technology. We need to also be investing in other things. So, so this method uses um, a sorbent, an absorbent, which essentially is like like a sponge which sucks the carbon dioxide out of the air. They've tweaked pretty common chemicals that are used. Mm -hmm. They've actually added a sort of copper element into it, which makes it much better at holding the carbon carbon dioxide. And what's interesting is when you rinse the carbon out of the solvent using seawater, you create calcium carbonate or something that we all know as baking soda. Baking soda. Exactly. And that's solid and therefore can be stored much more safely. And of course, if you're rinsing it with seawater, you 
could actually put it back into the ocean. And this is the potential double positive. You know, global warming has meant that our oceans have become more acidic and that has all sorts of implications. Um, But of course, we all know baking soda is alkali. So if we could put that back into the ocean. De-acidify the seas. De-acidify the seas, exactly. More life in the seas, capture more carbon. So we Mm. could have a positive feedback loop there. Speaking of life in the seas, um, the... um, Extraordinary, up to 24-limbed starfish. Tell me. Well, not a fish. It's a sea star. We call them starfish, but they're actually part of the sea urchin family. But the sunflower sea star is this beautiful 24-limbed creature that that we find mostly in the Pacific Ocean. How big? They can get up to a metre. They're huge. (laughs) Um, And they can move pretty fast, about a metre a minute. That's fast for a starfish. And and, and they sort of look like a mop on a rock, if you see them. They have so many feet. Um, But they have not been doing well. There's been an outbreak of a disease called sea star wasting syndrome. We initially thought this was caused by viruses, but actually, amazingly, it seems to be because of their microbiome, a bit a bit like us there. The bacteria that live on them are causing this issue. The bacteria are changing and they're basically taking the oxygen the sea star needs to live and they're wasting away. And of course, the problem is see, these sea stars feed on sea urchins. And without the sea stars, we're having a huge proliferation of sea urchins and sea urchins feed on kelp. And these beautiful kelp forests, which are huge sources of marine biodiversity. We've all seen the sea otters Mm -hmm. sitting there, but loads of other things live there. They capture a huge amount of carbon as well. Okay, so the urchins are devouring the kelp, which destroys the marine environment for many of these creatures. Absolutely. So what's the solution? I mean, yes, so the solution we've come up with is can we reintroduce these sea stars, healthy sea stars? So there's been amazing research done with healthy sea stars. Can we look at their feeding patterns? We find they're happy to actually eat the slightly emaciated sea urchins that live in these barren kelp deserts, which other animals don't want to touch. Um, So we're now looking to see, can there be a reintroduction programme off the coast of California, bring back these sort of giant star-shaped monsters, get them feeding on the the sort of huge areas. And I mean, 95% of the kelp is gone now. So this is a big job uh, for these creatures to do. So they devour the sea urchins. The sea urchins uh, can't... uh devour the kelp in the quantities they did, the kelp recovers, and so to uh, the marine environment. That's that's the hope. Uh, finally, uh, the idea, I saw a story, Tourism Ireland pauses its long-running global greening campaign. This is where big public buildings mm. are lit up in green for St. Patrick's yeah. Day. What do you think? Tokenism? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, an LED light uses very, very little power. I mean, 0.01 of a kilowatt for an hour. So it's not going to be huge energy use. And these things are probably going to be lit up anyway. They could be lit up white normally, stick a few filters on and they go green. I mean, what what I would love is we could aim in 15 or 20 years to be really getting the gold gold star for looking after our own environment. And let's be out there really being a green island. So green will have two meanings. Exactly. Let's Um, be top of the list. St. Patrick's Day, but also the green island. Exactly. In every sense that of the word. That would be great. Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Uh, thank you very much. Green Scene on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB. Working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more.